Welcome to episode 9 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. What we are going to look at today is the Conference Championship Review Show. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. Both of the, both of the games are pretty good. Uh, I felt the Buccaneers versus the Packers were, well, pretty much that was the best game of the two. The Bills and Chiefs was okay. We'll get into the reason why I feel that game was just okay. But first, let's get into the game, which was the best. And that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Green Bay Packers. Buccaneers won 31-26. And way to go, Tom Brady, on reaching his 10th Super Bowl. If anyone doubted why Tom Brady is the GOAT, he is. He is the greatest of all time. I, you know, somebody made the argument that Patrick Mahomes has all the weapons, so people need to backtrack a little bit on him reaching GOAT level already. I thought about his comp, uh, that uh, employees, or sorry, employees, sports person's take, and, you know, I have to agree with that. But getting back to Brady, first half, he started out great. The one way you are going to beat Aaron Rodgers is simply getting ahead of him. Aaron Rodgers on the road or at home is one of the greatest or the greatest front-running quarterback of all time. If he gets out to a lead, it's hard to beat him because he, when he gets momentum, it is extremely hard to beat him. The one problem that Aaron Rodgers has and he's had this entire career, is when he gets behind, he has a difficulty getting his team to come back. And the stats support this, no matter if it's a team. Now, I'm not talking about a game where if it's close. That, that's not where the his issues lie. His issues lie where... If the game is, if he's down 10 points or more, and if the team has a winning record, I think the record now he has, he is 1-8 in against teams with a winning, winning record. And in the NFL, that's just not going to get it done. And I think that was a record, or a record just in the playoffs alone. Regular season, it's not, it's worse. I mean, I think he has a couple of more wins, but realistically, the loss record is terrible. Either way, Aaron Rodgers is not the GOAT. He never will be, and we will go through some of his playoff losses here in a little bit. But in regards to Tom Brady, first half, he started off pretty well. Uh, first drive of the game, they caught the ball. If you're the Green Bay Packers, you know, you let uh, Tampa Bay get the ball first. Tampa Bay really did well on third downs. That's pretty much how they started off the game. Tom Brady gets Mike Evans on a 15-yard touchdown pass, take the lead. Now, the first drive of the Packers, they uh, three and out, basically, and you know they were able to force a punt from Tampa Bay. Now, I thought maybe the Bucks were going to be able to score again, but that did not happen. Rodgers got the ball back. Now, on the drives that Green Bay was able to be successful at in my preview podcast I said when Rodgers is successful 
is on first down. That's when they're getting their five to six yard plays on first down. And they are able to complete third down plays because it's third and short. If you are able to sack him at all, then that is when you are unable to at all, or he is unable to get those third down completions, and he has difficulty at that. Now, when they were even, when they were able to tie the game, seven-seven, uh, you know, he was able to throw the fifty-yard bomb. But realistically, that was probably the biggest, longest pass play of the game from Rodgers. That was impactful. And the Buccaneers pretty much shut him down from long passing games. The rest of them were out passes or short. I mean, there was a couple down the middles, but those were uh, when the end of the second half or end of the fourth quarter type of plays. The... Tampa Bay, they do need to shore that up when they play Kansas City during the Super Bowl, but this is, we're talking about the Green Bay game here. Tampa Bay get the ball back. Um, They really need to score here, and Godwin, now he drops, a couple of drops on the next drive, and I'm getting a little scared here because Mike Evans dropped some balls against the Saints, and now Godwin's dropping balls, but then Brady throws a long ball to Godwin, makes a spectacular catch, and that sets up a Leonard Fournette 20-yard touchdown run. Now, initially, Michael David Smith of Pro Football Talk was sent a tweet out saying that Tampa Bay needs to stop running the first down run plays, which they do. I, I don't understand why a lot of their first down runs. Now, they're getting only like three to four-yard runs, and that's pretty rough. But either way, this run, he broke it out right, and he got a 20-yard touchdown run. That was pretty much it for the Tampa Bay running game. Now, if they need to sustain drives against Kansas City, they need to do more. But either way, for this in particular run, it set them up for 14-7. Then towards the end of the half, Green Bay scored a field goal, 14-10. Then came where... Uh, Rodgers throws an interception. Now, at this point, you could have called holding or pass interference on Tampa Bay, but also at this point, the referees missed a false start on Green Bay on the same exact play or the play before that. So either way, Green Bay got away with one too. So uh, Tampa Bay was able to intercept the ball, and then Green Bay... Let Scotty Miller buy on a. I'm I'm really happy that Bruce Arians called the timeout and they went for it. This play right here, I think, fully won the outside of the defensive line, winning the game for the Buccaneers. I believe going for it at the end of the half and able Scotty Miller to get this 39-yard touchdown pass, basically sealed the deal for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because I don't fully believe if they get going. If they go in at half, 14-10, I have a hard time believing the Buccaneers win. But um, at half, it's 21-10. Come on the third quarter, uh, Green Bay fumbles the ball, Tom Brady, 28-10. Now, Green Bay, you know, with Rodgers, if you look at the NFC Championship game against the 49ers or the Atlanta Falcons, they were able to come back and score a lot of points. 
But what they were unable to do was take a lead, and the same thing happened here. Uh, they were unable to get a two-point conversion, and Aaron Rodgers missed a lot of opportunities to get into the end zone with Devontae Adams or any of his other wide receivers. So with that said, there were a lot of points on the table, and that's something that Aaron Rodgers has failed to do in a lot of NFC Championship games. If you think about the NFC Championship game in 2015 against the Seattle Seahawks, either outside of the special teams gaffe in Green era when Green Bay did that, they didn't score enough points against Seattle, and that contributed to the loss. And when you look at this game against the Buccaneers, that happened too. They just didn't score enough points. So when you get to the field goal to by the Packer or sorry for the Buccaneers, they were able to get up to eight points. So when we come up to the decision on the third down play, this is one hundred percent on Rodgers. I understand that he, yes, he is can be a mobile quarterback, but he needs to be running that ball. He had he could have gotten it to the two yard line. But realistically, he probably could have gotten in the end zone. And some of it is on the head coach, but I place this blame on Aaron Rodgers. It's more of people just want to blame the head coach and head coach. Now, I have also said that people need to go for it on fourth down, which, yes, this is true. I've lambasted coaches for going for it and not going for it on midfield. But Rodgers did not help the coach out by throwing a very inaccurate pass. And Rodgers has been doing that multiple times this game. And Mike McCarthy in the 2015 game went extremely conservative because Rodgers was having problems in the red zone. And the same thing happened in this game. I fully blame Aaron Rodgers for losing this game. And it's, it's extremely hard for me to place anyone else. Now, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady was able to make a play and get a first down, and he's going to his 10th Super Bowl. When you look at Tom Brady, I, I fully believe that they were going to go to the Super Bowl. They, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did make it a lot harder on themselves than they needed to be. Now, I understand that the COVID did make it a lot harder than it needed to be because they did not get a lot of time to work together. I think it took a lot, a lot of time to for uh, Mike Evans and Brady to work together. I still believe going into next season they need to work a little more. In the Super Bowl, Mike Evans can't drop all these passes that he has been. Godwin needs to step up. Tyler Johnson also needs to stop catching, or start. Sorry, stop dropping easy balls. So hopefully, going into the. Um, offseason they can correct that but going into the Super Bowl at least they need to stop dropping these type of balls now they're going to be home so it's going to be a familiar familiar setting for them so hopefully that's not an issue so when we look at Aaron Rodgers and his playoffs people just continually want to look at him and People need to start understanding that people, oh, he doesn't have the defense. Oh, he doesn't have this. Oh, he doesn't have that. 
And I'm sorry, people, but at some point, we need to start looking at Aaron Rodgers and we need to stop blaming the coaching staff and blaming not having the defenses. The A couple of these seasons, I'm just going to be like, you know what? Eh, maybe not. But when we look at 2009, they were 11-5. and They lost in a wild card game against Arizona. Now, they did have the non-face mask call, but that's not fully the reason why they lost. They They lost a shootout. So he played well. He uh, threw a lot of yards there, but they he just didn't score enough points. Um, when you look at 2010, I went through it in another podcast. They, he won the Super Bowl. He got that one. That might be his only one, but I do think at some point people have to look at that and have an asterisk on that. Now, I, I hate saying there's an asterisk, asterisk, uh, asterisk on anything, but when you look at that, individual Super Bowl you know they played the Eagles that year and Michael Vick Michael Vick was playing better but if he throws the ball any higher in the end zone the defense does not come around and intercept that ball but Michael Vick was not necessarily the most accurate passer at any point in his career and this was also a downward spin for Andy Reid and the Eagles so when you look at the Eagles that year, they they, they were an okay team, so I, I have a hard time believing there. Then they beat the number one seed of the Atlanta Falcons, which the Atlanta Falcons were kind of like a middle-of-the-road team that won a lot of close games. You see that every once in a while. The Tennessee Titans, a couple of years beforehand, were like that. And when they faced a team that could score points, they got killed. And that's what happened in this game. They overwhelmed the Atlanta Falcons because they didn't have enough offense. And the proof was, in the very next draft class, they traded a lot of draft picks for Julio Jones. So then in the NFC Championship game that year, uh, they would have lost to Jay Cutler and the Chicago Bears. But then Chicago Bears, uh, Jay Cutler got hurt. And they were down to their second and third string quarterbacks. And they barely beat the Chicago Bears then. And then when you got to the Super Bowl, to this day, well, first, Troy Polamalu was revealed to be playing on one leg. So um, that was hard. And then Ben Roethlisberger, at that point, still has a hard time. Pl- at that point in time in his career, didn't play that well in big games. Um, when you look at his one of his Super Bowl victories, he didn't even throw a lot of touchdown passes. Now, when they won that game against Arizona, Ben Roethlisberger did play well because he threw that ball to Santonio Holmes. But the this Super Bowl, he didn't play well. And to this day, I really don't understand what Ryan Clark was doing. I I just what he was doing to anybody on that team. So, yes, Aaron Rodgers does have that Super Bowl victory that people will look at, but. You have to look at the opponents, and I'm just like, eh, okay. But then people will look at the 2011 season. He won the MVP the very next year, and people were like, this is going to be the greatest of all time, Hall of Fame career. But when you really look at that year, they played a very terrible division, and they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs that year. And then... They lost to the New York Giants. Now, the New York Giants won the Super Bowl that year, 
but they lost a home playoff game and they have not been the same ever since then regarding any playoff nature. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did not show up that game. He played terrible. And then when you look at the multiple playoff the next few years, they lost to Colin Kaepernick in the divisional round. Uh, they lost to in the wild card, wild card round. Now, people are going to say we blame defenses for that, but Aaron Rodgers could maybe outplay Colin Kaepernick because, yes, Colin Kaepernick was a running quarterback at that moment in time, and not a lot of NFL defenses were used to that. But Aaron Rodgers can elevate his gameplay to counteract that, but he didn't. He came up short. And then 2015, he gets to the conference championship game, or sorry, 20, well, 2014, 2015, gets to the conference championship game, and he lays an egg there because, as I said, people are going to blame the special teams gaffes, gaff, but you know what? Uh, he didn't score enough points. Mike McCarthy didn't have enough faith in him, and he blatantly did not score enough points. So we move on there, and then they lose to the divisional round in the, the next year. Then they lose to the conference finals to the Atlanta Falcons. They got blown out. Now, it didn't help much that the um, fullback that year fumbled the ball right away. But it didn't happen. And they just they just got blown out. Then there was a couple injury seasons where Rodgers wasn't around in 2017 and 2018. Then we get to 2019. They get blown out again by the 49ers. And now this year they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we've had multiple years, and people just want to keep blaming defenses. They want to keep blaming head coaches, but we we change head coaches. We change defensive coordinators. We have new talent. We change wide receivers, tight ends, offensive line. And the only consistent person has been the quarterback. So at some point here, we need to analyze where the quarterback needs to play better. And, it's, and, and unless that happens and people start saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers is the problem, then the media needs to shut up regarding this whole thing. So just letting people know, I'm putting out the facts that Aaron Rodgers is as talented as he is. There's something missing in his game. And is that leadership? I, I don't know, but the leadership aspect and because um, you can point to arm strength or mobility, Aaron Rodgers has some things that Tom Brady does not. Tom Brady does not, or Tom Brady does not have, but Tom Brady has the rings. He has leadership. He does have accuracy. He does have some arm strength, but most of all, as I said, he's got the six rings and going for seven, and I really hope he does have seven out of ten. And it should be interesting. Uh, the other game was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Bills. I did not have a rooting interest in this game at all. When the Buffalo Bills started out 9 nothing, I thought, hey, maybe we had a shot here. Buffalo, I thought, you know, they went for it on fourth down on the opening drive. I'm like, you know what? Maybe they're going to do this. But what happened is, is that the coaching staff started settling for field goals in the red zone. And against Patrick Mahomes, you, you just simply cannot do that. 
and and I realistically do not understand what we are doing. I mean, when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, Tiger Kill is probably the fastest player I have ever seen on a football field. And to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, good luck covering him. I mean, in this game, he had nine receptions for 172 yards. So I I don't know. In the first game they played against the Buccaneers, he completely destroyed them, and they jumped on top of them. And I'm going to do a Super Bowl preview podcast later, but holy buckets. And Travis Kelsey in this game, 13 receptions for 118 yards and two touchdowns. Buffalo was just overmatched, and I thought that they were the better team. I, I, I don't know. I could have been totally dead wrong here, and I, I just, I kind of feel embarrassed. But Buffalo, man, you, I hope this was a wake up call, and to the rest of the NFL, you have got to go for it. You have got to play like the Kansas City Chiefs. You cannot. The way the Chiefs play football is the way every NFL team should be playing football in 2021. You go for it when you need to. I mean, even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when they went for it on the um, fourth and or when the, on the uh, whatever play it was, when there was eight seconds left at the end of the first or yeah first half. That is the type of play call the Kansas City Chiefs would do. And that is the type of plays that win in 2021. I, I At this point, those are the teams that are going to be winning the Super Bowl. I mean, even the Patriots were doing those type of plays. The Patriots don't get the credit for that because they're not as flashy. But they would do the flea flicker type of plays and they would go for it on fourth downs. And Belichick is the ones who are pretty much are the ones who pretty much started that. And certain media types were pushing for those type of agendas, but not a lot of teams were doing it. And now that we see that Mahomes is doing it, we need to see more NFL teams, <coughs> Vikings, need to be doing it. So, and also towards the end of the game, I think the Bills were very unclassy. They were taking cheap shots at certain players. Uh, the fines do need to happen, and I, I don't think they're going to lead to suspension. Don't think that needs to happen necessarily, but they it was pretty pretty glaring and some frustrations going out there. Patrick Mahomes, I, I do think he can be stopped. Um, when you look at the way the Patriots kind of held him, if somehow, if the Buccaneers can look or adjust their defense to the way the Patriots did in the AFC Championship game when they played them, it can work. And also if their pass rush can get there. And hopefully Antoine is healthy. If, he can, if that can happen, they have a chance. But we'll see. You just never know how this is going to work out. But uh, other NFL news, we'll see. Uh, there was some outside of that review. That's pretty much the review I'm going to go through for this game. Like I said, the in terms of the 
Chiefs Bills game. I really didn't have a winning interest in that. I would. I'm also a Brady fan, so I kind of wish the Bills would have won because I think that would have been an easier matchup. Because I said Buffalo can, or, or sorry, Patrick Mahomes can lift a team a little bit more than Josh Allen can. Looking at the news, uh, Matthew Stafford said that he has come to terms with the Detroit Lions. It's going to be interesting to see what team he goes to. I don't believe there are any teams in the NFC North that have any shot for him just because trading in the NFC North doesn't typically happen. I don't think there's any like like hatred amongst the teams, but Kirk Cousins is pretty much on the Vikings. Chicago would be interesting, but I, I don't see that happening. I probably see an AFC team. Uh, probably, you know, uh, Patriots maybe a long shot here. That would probably be the best fit. Patriots do have a lot of cap space, and they do need a quarterback. I, I, I think that would be a great fit if the Patriots are cannot get Deshaun Watson. The Patriots won too many games this year, and I do not believe Trevor Lawrence is a viable option at this point because they won too many dang games. Uh, I do not, Aaron Rodgers will be back in the Packers. I know he made some comments in the press conference. I should have brought this up when I was talking about Rodgers. I, I, he's got the roster. In terms of the NFC, the only team that's going to be close to the Packers next year is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints are, if I last time I read, are $112 million over the cap next year. So I don't see them fielding much of a competitive team. Um, when you look at the NFC West, all the teams have some type of dysfunction or injuries. Uh, Los Angeles Rams don't want to have their quarterback anymore. Seattle Seahawks are having offensive coordinator issues. The uh, 49ers just can't get healthy. Carolina Panthers don't really have much uh, faith in their quarterback or just have a lot of talent right now. Atlanta, sorry, yeah, Atlanta is going to have to go through a new coach, so it's going to be probably some hard times with them, even though they still do have some talent on the roster. The, the East is just dreadful, even though Dak Prescott will still be on the Cowboys because he'll get tagged, but their defense is still terrible. The Giants quarterback situation is terrible. So I just fully believe the Packers are still on top of their game. The only thing for the Packers, for Aaron Rodgers, you have to worry about is the Vikings because if they are able to develop any part of their defense and if they are able to draft any more offensive talent, the Vikings do have a shot to win, winning the division. I know people are probably going to scratch their heads with that comment, but comment, but the Vikings do have the shot because they do have talent. Um... Any other thing, uh, Deshaun Watson drama still going on. Uh, the last thing I looked on, he wanted to go to the Jets or the Dolphins. I think he wanted to pick the Jets over the Dolphins. I don't think any of those teams are going to happen. I fully believe he is going to stay on the Texans. Sounds like the Texans are going to do an interview with Leslie Frazier or Eric Bieniemy. I fully believe probably Eric will get the job finally, and then all of the media will be happy. I don't believe Leslie Frazier is a coach. I've heard Ben Lieber on multiple interviews say that Leslie is a great defensive coordinator, 
and not a head coach. So I'm going to take a word of a Pro Bowl, former Pro Bowl NFL linebacker over anyone else. Um, and here's the deal about Eric Bieniemy, And it has nothing to do with the way people in the media are trying to judge anything. I The only reason why I'm afraid of Andy Reid coordinators is I look at Brad Childress and Matt Nagy and I just don't see any way for them to succeed in the NFL. Brad Childress did have his run, but the only way he was successful is when he got Brett Favre as his quarterback, but both of them fought and the team barely got to the NFC Championship game. And they were one play away from going to the Super Bowl. And there was nothing but problems. And Brad Childress never even called the plays. He was just basically doing the game plans. Not sure on Matt Nagy if he called the plays, but I'm pretty much I'm pretty sure that Andy Reid calls the plays. And if that's true, I'm going to go Matt Nagy and Brad are probably in the same boat. And I, Eric may be involved. He may not. But Andy Reid loves to call offense. And I'm, I just fully believe that I have a hard time. If you look at Bill Belichick, only the coach now in Miami is the only one so far that has had any success. And everyone else has been a pretty much failure. That's why sometimes you just have to go away from these Belichick tree or Andy Reid tree from any success. And I'm sorry to say that, but at some point, I just have a hard time giving Eric the job just because you see Patrick Mahomes or anyone else. Because Andy Reid was having success with Alex Smith. And I understand you know he didn't get over the top with Alex Smith, but when you're going up against... Um, Andrew Luck or uh, Tom Brady, it's going to be hard to compete with them with Alex Smith every year. So either way, that was the biggest news that I read um, right now. Uh, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a combine this year. Sounds like there's going to do private workouts in colleges. Uh, their COVID seems to be going down. So California, Michigan, New York are letting restaurants open. So that should be should be find for NFL private workouts. So either way, going to edit this pod, then we are going to be doing a motocross review going to be doing a motocross review pod from this past Saturday. So, thanks everybody for listening and giving me your time. See ya.